Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. This week's episode is brought to you by T2. As a brewing force for good, every cup of T2 tea is an opportunity to have a positive impact on the planet. Hello there, everyone. Hello there, everyone, and Lozzie, how are you? I'm good. We're back to Zoom recording. So last week yes. we randomly got very organized and we recorded a, a few days earlier than usual, which is why we oh. were able to do it in person. But now mm. we're back to Zoom life. Yes. How are you going? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit... Mm. Which is why it's one of those things because it's so it's currently Monday, guys. We're recording on Monday, the 26th. And at the moment, it's looking good for Melbournians to possibly come out of lockdown tomorrow, Tuesday. But as Melbournians, we are also used to the continued disappointment of lockdowns continuing. So it's like you don't want to get your hopes up too much, but in a way I don't know I woke up this morning feeling really motivated and really positive and feeling really good so my fingers are crossed that by the time this episode comes out on Wednesday we are out of lockdown but I'm really hoping I'm not putting it out in the universe <laughs> and like the opposite will happen but anyway <laughs> let's just see hey everything everything cross and yeah especially after um the events on the weekend mm. and everything that happened which I don't even want to talk about because it made me so no upset and frustrated and I feel like that's how I'm bit I've got a bit of a social media anger hangover today maybe that's what it is anyway that's why today's Mm. episode is so important and we really wanted to record it I'm so excited to do this this recording uh, for you all so we have got the amazing Hugh Van Kylenberg from the Resilience Project coming on today he's actually going to join us for most of the pod the DNM the special shares but before we get into the pod with Hugh Steffi Mm -hmm. we have got a few kick updates We do, we do. So obviously with the current events in Australia, we have had to alter some of the dates on our kick tour. So we have some new dates to share with you guys. Perth is no change. It's still Saturday the 28th of August. Melbourne has a new date Saturday the 4th of September. And then Sydney has a new date Sunday the 14th of November. So we hope you guys can totally understand why we've had to change these dates. And we really, really hope those of you that have bought tickets can obviously still make these new dates. We are so, so excited. There is still tickets available for all of these dates, um, all three stops. So make sure you grab a ticket if you're still interested. And then also, because we're all in different situations, whether we're in lockdown, coming out of it, still restrictions, blah, blah, blah. We have a live workout to close off Brit's strength um, challenge for this workout and winter challenge with us on Friday on the Keep It Cleaner Instagram. And it's ought to be a goodie. Yes, I am so excited. I can't wait. I love live workouts. I feel like they just give you that extra little bit of motivation. And Mm. speaking of motivation... Let's welcome on Hugh, who has got motivation for life, really. And that is what we all need right now. So we hope you enjoy this one. Hugh, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. It's lovely to be back. I thoroughly enjoyed our last conversation. I remember, um, I remember our last conversation. I, I felt like I laughed a lot more than I usually would in a 
podcast about mental health. <laughs> I think we had a lot of laughing. <laughs> True. And I, um, I remember I, my nose exploded onto me. Yeah. So hopefully there'll be no flying boogies it was, today. It was, it was, but we hope there's just as many laughs. It was because um, I think you just drank water or something and then you laughed so much, but your mouth yeah. was closed so it couldn't come out your mouth and just everything, yeah. everything you just drank just came out your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it sure did, yes. Um, and thank you, honestly, Hugh. When we thought to get you on, because we were like, "What are we going to do for next week? We need something to brighten people's lives and help them." Mm. And we don't know how much more we've got to give, and we need someone like Hugh. So we're like, "Let's reach out to him." But then we also thought everyone's probably reaching out to you. And <laughs> I had messaged Chef, and I said, "Oh, he might not even see it. Oh. <laughs> Does he remember us?" Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> of course I did. I, 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 I genuinely meant it when I said I, I, I loved our last chat so much. So I'm very excited to do uh, to this one. I, you, you literally just got me though. I very soon after you messaged me, I just got rid of Instagram for. I just need to get off it for a little bit. I just find. Yeah. Well, it's hard for you guys because it's very much a part of your. I, I guess it'd be a crazy thing for you guys not to have with your with your business. Mm-hmm. And I feel a bit the same about it with my business, but I just can't do it at the moment. I just feel like everything yeah. is making me feel. I think we're all so hypersensitive at the moment. We're so on edge about everything, mm-hmm. and people who might usually annoy me just a little bit, or people who might <laughs> usually um, I might disagree with just a little bit, or people I might just get jealous of sometimes, whatever negative emotion you want to think of, it's just through the roof at the moment. And I was like, yeah. every single time I'm spending time on Instagram, I'm just getting really negative. So I just, I was like, right, I'm going to get rid of it. And I saw your message just before I, 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 I ditched it. And, I, and I'll get back on it very soon. Um, in fact, I'm sure I'll probably be back on it um, by the time this episode comes out. But I, yeah, yeah, you just got me before I got off Instagram. <laughs> well, we're glad. But it, it, is, um, it is funny, isn't it, um, how much little things are affecting you so much more at the moment. I completely agree with that. But I think it is good to sometimes just sit back and and get off social media, I think, particularly when events like, you know, what's been happening lately where there's so many polarising opinions and everything like that um, are happening. Social media can just be such a negative space. Yeah, I've I've spent a lot of time. That in the news I've found... Mm. I think the news is, um, and I, I learned this lesson in last year's lockdown in Melbourne, and it, and it I took a few mm. weeks to remember that I'd learned that lesson. But when it kicked off last year, I would um, my, my daughter was waking up at literally four forty five in the morning, um, and so I, I was watching BBC News, and that was like that was <laughs> grim over in England, and it is oh. again now. And then I'd watch ABC News, and it would be like I'd, I'd end up watching like three hours of like really negative mm. i mean the news has always been slightly negative that's why it's it's geared because it's more we're more mm. easily sort of sucked in when it's more negative but it's never been this negative before mm. and so mm. i was spending three hours of negativity in the morning just in front of the news and then you go on social media on top of that where it's just where you mm. get angry at other people's opinions or you, you like aggressively disagree with someone or you just get pissed off with someone and and so my so the first thing i did was i did a massive cull i just went right i'm going through and I reckon I culled 400 people, I reckon, pretty quickly. Not not mm. like as in I don't like them, just like, no, I just don't, like, I'm not, anyway, I don't, don't yeah, I don't see that right now. now. So, um, and, yeah, it's made a massive difference, I have to say. And and not being on Instagram for the last, mm. I think, three or four days has been huge for me. And this weekend, just going, I noticed, I'll tell you what I noticed, which was, I, I went to sleep a lot quicker both nights. I just sort of, I don't know, I just, I because I, there was nothing really, 
nothing hooks me like Instagram does. Like I cannot get out of Instagram sometimes. Like I'm there going, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get out, get out. Okay, just look at six more stories. Mm. I'll make two more. No, I'll just go one more. I'll go one more till I really like it. And then I'll, and then, <laughs> and then I was just like, so I've got rid of it for now. And I, um, um, yeah, I felt a lot better over the weekend, I have to say. Well, good. But, but having said that, yeah. I, I, I know that for people like you, you can't really do that. It's like your business. Like, <laughs> it's like saying, just stop your business for a bit. And uh, so, so I've said that. Every now and then, yeah. you have yeah. to get off. You have to get off though. And I mean, this weekend in particular was a tough one to be on yeah. Instagram. I wish I wasn't. So, um, but, but you'll be back on Wednesday, as you say. So was that a bit of a subtle kind of, I will be back. My DMs are open for compliments on... <laughs> My interview on this podcast. Totally. Is that, is that totally. a bit of a... Yeah, ta- tag okay. me, promote okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, i tell you what. I, I, I tell you what, I walked past uh, Penny, my wife, was on Instagram on... She's, yeah, she was on it on Saturday or oh, Sunday and I walked past and I saw that picture of that guy punching a horse and I was like, well, that is, yes. to me, like, that is Instagram right now to me. Like, it's just someone punching a horse. Like, that's... I don't... That's just so upsetting. I don't need to see this, and so yeah. But anyway, it's a it's a it's not as simple as just going right. I'm going to get off it. I understand that, and a lot of people need it. But um, for me right now, this is just what has worked for me is getting off it for a few days. Love that. Well, thank you for sharing advice before we even ask for. Oh, advice. sorry. Yeah. You're just no. You're just full. You're full of just you're a book of wisdom, and we've released one chapter. But before we get into the next chapter. We would love for you, we do special shares every single week on the podcast and we thought, why not ask for Hugh's special share as well? Have you read, watched, listened, eaten, looked at? I don't know what else you could do with it, but it can literally be anything. <laughs> share anything. Share stuff. Okay. It's yeah. a very broad <laughs> plate you've given me yeah. there. Okay. It's it is, but I like it. I like it a lot. So uh, there's a couple of things I have just finished watching, which I'm obsessed with. Um, and I think most people have seen this one, but Love on the Spectrum. <gasps> that was my oh, special sorry. show today. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll make it more specific then. You can talk about Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> Let me be more specific then. Let me be more specific. My, my it is Ronan. The, oh, oh, my goodness me. I mean, mm. I, the most beautiful people. Yeah. So for those of you who don't, who, who aren't aware, Love on the Spectrum is, is um, about... Uh, people with autism who are who are dating and and I, I know quite a few people who, who are autistic and one of the things I find very social situations are so perplexing to them a lot of the time and and so hard and so dating is something they probably don't that's just a bit of a mystery and so to watch them find love try and find love wow I mean that's what that this is the new, it's, it's, it's the new standard Steph for, for reality TV I reckon like it's the new like feel oh. good we don't have to have a villain. We don't have to have someone be nasty yeah. to people. We don't have to have a fake story that the producers have worked so hard to create. It's just beautiful yeah. love stories. And Ronan's, oh, my gosh, yeah. Ronan. If you haven't watched it, just look out for Ronan. He's the most beautiful character. I um I had happy tears oh, yeah. watching it, like most most episodes. And we ended up, Josh and I ended up binging through it because we just couldn't stop watching it. Um, there's one season out at the moment on Netflix. And it was just... Yeah, it was the most wholesome, like, content that I have yeah. witnessed in such a long time. And it just felt so nice because I was saying the other week to Laws, like, I'm in a bit of a routine at the moment of watching shows that are, like, full of drama and violence. And, and I love that. And they, like, hooks yeah. me in and it's amazing. But, like, when we switched over to Love on Spe- the Spectrum the other day, I was like, wow, I didn't know I needed this in my life. Like, 
This is amazing. <laughs> it was so special. It is, I think a lot of people I've spoken to have said that. Like, I didn't know how much I needed this. Um, I mm. going back to Instagram, uh, Instagram again. But I shared a. I just did a little like I, I literally filmed my TV and and just this guy Ronan asking um, his date out for a, for a third date, and I filmed it and put it on Instagram. And it's it's the most response I've had to anything ever like that I've ever done. It went berserk, and I'm getting mm. messages for days about it. And it's just him going. He's, he asked her out on a date, and she said yes. And he goes, "Oh wow, sounds romantic <laughs> and lovely." <laughs> I was like, this. <laughs> just so bloody good. And what about them dancing? Remember they danced like just there was a busker at Lord. There was this busker just playing music, and then he said, oh, I you said you like dancing. Should we dance?" They put their bags down. They danced. They danced together like the most beautiful. Like it was that proper like like my kids are very young and they've just started dancing when they hear music. It was that kind of very free, silly like. No one's watching. It's just it's what I want to do right now. Not what other people do when they dance. What mm. I want to do right now. Yeah, it's very special. Mm. But so many happy tears. So sorry to steal your thunder there, Steph. I'm really sorry to do it. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. No, I think it's a great special share. Laws, have you seen it? I haven't. I have to watch it. Oh. Mm. So it's on Netflix. You'd love it. I thought it was on SBS. Uh, Is ABC. It on ABC. It's on ABC. Okay. Um, but I watched the first season on Netflix. Yeah, so, so. so strongly recommend that. The, the other one I've just watched... If I'm nearly finishing is couples therapy. It's uh, it's pretty extraordinary. Ryan Shelton from our podcast got me onto it, and he said you have to watch it. And I took a while. You know, people are really at you to watch stuff. Sometimes you just don't because they're so at you to watch it. <laughs> I just hadn't got around to it, and it's it. So what it is is it's these couples in New York going in for therapy with this amazing therapist, relationship counselling, and they don't see it. I still can't work this out. My brother, who's an extraordinary. Um, director and producer he doesn't understand how to do it but the the couples don't see any cameras the whole time so i mean they know they're being filmed but they actually don't see the cameras so they act extremely naturally and it's beautifully shot mm. there are about five or six different couples and they go through couples therapy and very different couples and the the therapist is the most amazing woman she's just awesome it's so new york it's got footage of them all around new york but it works through their relationship some of them are doomed some of them have these amazing turnarounds there's this gay couple in new york at the moment who one of the guys is a bit of an arsehole to the other guy, but then they unpack his story and he was abused as a his, his dad used to beat mm-hmm. him for being gay when he was young and all this stuff. So he's got this really repressed mm-hmm. pain inside him, and it, it comes out in this. It's just honestly, it's 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 full on. It's a beautiful moment, some heartbreaking moments, but couples therapy is um it's on SBS on demand. So that one. And as far as reading, I've just finished reading for the second time. Have <laughs> we just read a second time? I just read. <laughs> How many special shares have you got? Oh, sorry. I, more than I meant to, I, I think. Um, the, uh, Becky Lucas's book, um, Acknowledgement. I strongly recommend Becky Lucas's. Um, it's just come out recently. It is so unbelievably funny and also extremely, like, self-help bookish. Like, it, self-help bookish. Okay, that amazing. doesn't make sense. But it's like a self-help <laughs> book, but you wouldn't know it is. And I reckon if you said to her it's self-help, she'd go, no, it's not. It's meant to be funny, but it's unbelievably helpful. So there are my three shares. <laughs> What's it called? Acknowledgements. So it's very okay. clever. So every single chapter, I'm trying to write my second book at the moment, and it's very clever. Every single book, every single chapter of her book, it's just she thanks someone for something they've done for their life. And a lot of them, they're like bad people, but she thanks them for the way they've impacted her life, stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, anyway, they're my shares. Sorry, I've gone on for way too long. Amazing. <laughs> Do you have any no, more? No, it's amazing. Okay. No. Usually we like the guests to have at least 10. <laughs> She's joking. There's a podcast called The Imperfects, which people might like. I think it's a really great podcast. Yeah. 
no, I'm done. I'm done. No, can I can I say Hugh actually? I've got two usually we just like to stick to one Sorry. each, but yep, you know, yep. because because we're feeling generous today with the special shares. So I've got two. The first one um, is your podcast with Missy Higgins. The, I mean, they're both amazing, but the most recent one in the oh. vulnerability house, yeah. uh, that was very powerful and I highly recommend everyone oh, listen to Oh, I have that. to listen to it because I listened to the first one. And oh, I my gosh. She, um, she contacted us and said, oh, I want to come back on. I said, I love the vulnerability house because my little brother Yay. shared his pain about when he was like in his early 20s, he was, he was writing music. And he was at a party and he actually, he had his notepad where he writes music in, in his pocket. And this guy he didn't know, just he, he was with, he was, it was like one of his first dates with his now wife, but he didn't know anyone at the party. And this guy grabbed the notebook out of his jacket and goes, what's this? And started reading out my brother's song lyrics that he'd written as a 22 year old. And he started laughing and he goes, what is this? And my brother panicked and he said, oh, I don't know. I think it's um, a mate of mine's book. I think he's writing music. And the guy goes, oh, let's all choose a page. And everyone read it out aloud and they all passed it around the circle. Everyone was pissing themselves laughing at his lyrics. All lyrics sound stupid if you read them out. Like all lyrics sound ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. And then they passed it back to Josh, my brother, and said, your turn. And so he had to read out his own lyrics and pretend he thought they were really funny. And he never wrote music ever again. And he shared oh. that in his episode. And Missy heard that and she said, I need to come back on and do this. Like, I'm so inspired by that. And we sent her some questions. And unfortunately, they were really triggering to her. She was at home... In lockdown, um, we usually give our guests three questions in the studio, but Josh sent all 39. <laughs> and she looked at them all and she was so overwhelmed with emotion. She messaged me and said, Sorry, I can't do this. I'm, this has really triggered me. I just can't come on to the pot. I'm so upset by those questions. And I was like, Oh my God, what have we done to Missy Higgins? This is awful. And then she had about <laughs> half an hour. She goes, No, do you know what? I'll actually speak about the fact that I can't do this. And she came on and it was really raw, wasn't it, Laura? Like, mm, really raw. It was so she's cool. so beautifully. She's just Amazing. awesome, Missy. She's she's unreal. Um, so anyway, oh, now I'm taking over our people's shares. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Steph, what's your share? <laughs> well, Steph's done I'm share. Gonna, I was going to say my share is definitely the um, love on the spectrum. So that's all good. We can move on to Laura. <laughs> we, 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 yeah, share. we can we can save some time here. From my does you have another one though? <laughs> Me, do right. you want me to no, have you? I said you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, my second one. It's something um, you've probably all watched. The Olympics is on TV at the moment, obviously. What is it? <laughs> <I've> been... <laughs> What's it? <laughs> it's OL. Is it on Netflix? Is it? Yeah. Is yeah. it? Where can you watch it? Uh, Channel 7 have great coverage (laughs) of the Olympics. And I just want to say, I just have one request that I wish every single time the Olympics is on that they did this, that they get an everyday person to partake in each thing so then you can see how hard it really yeah. is because yeah like brilliant i was idea. watching jess fox doing doing the um the amazing australian uh canoe canoeing kayaking athlete yeah. going around all those poles and i'm like she makes it look so easy but if someone else had just had a go at the start <laughs> oh i think God. i'd appreciate it that more. is <laughs> such a fantastic idea channel seven should do that one of their they should just get someone in there. It's the same person, a male and a female. Yes. And they've got to do everything that we see. Just that is such a great idea. Such a great idea. I feel like someone like um, Sam Mack would be good at that. Yes. In, he'd be good at tra- trying out the things. Who's, who's yeah. that? Anyway, Sam Mack, he's um, a weather presenter oh. on Sunrise. <laughs> oh, very specific. I like that. Excellent. 
<laughs> he's 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 so funny, and he w- he probably would. He's a good sport. One of my one of my really good friends is racing, and she's in the eight hundred meters um, running on track. And I think I would love people to see. I would love Sam Mack to run the eight hundred meters, and then we could say, just to just to really highlight how ridiculously fast Katrina is, and how incredible it is what she can do. Yeah. But oh, it's a great idea, yeah. really good. Thanks. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much. Maybe anyway. we can do that. Well, if maybe, maybe that could be our thing. Maybe we can just have a day. You're with. an elite athlete, Hugh. That's, you are. You've got, like, your legs, they're all, like, with the muscles and the, oh, the veins. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, so, Steph, I don't I send you. Like I, I, I might not send you those photos, Steph. Oh, I just sent them to Laura. That's right. I just, she just like seeing pictures of my legs. I just send them every now and again. <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you in. I'll hook you in. <laughs> okay, perfect. I feel like I'm missing out. Anyway. <laughs> We move on from here. So I think we're done with special shares. Thank you for no, so no, much. No, I got, I got one more. Sharing. I got one more. Sorry. So, one more. <laughs> so, so I, I just remembered it because you said about my legs. The last time I chatted to you guys, I talked about how. You did. You brought up that Karen guy. Karen Clement, the beautiful 400 yes. meter hurdler. And I, I think I sent you both yes. photos of him after the chat to say, just to be clear, <laughs> this is how beautiful this man is. Well, I've discovered that he's got some great videos online as well of him running, and I'm a little bit addicted to watching him run now as well. So that, that <laughs> obsession has not faded or faned in the slightest since we last chatted, which was probably more than six months ago. So, <laughs> Oh, my God, amazing. That's amazing. Wow. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so, now let's move on to our kick DM. So, Hugh, sorry, every sorry, week do, sorry, do we need to clarify my legs thing? Like, just so people, just so people know, I don't, I don't send Laura photos of my legs. That's just... Oh my god, I love it. I feel I like you have it. them on your Instagram though, like just photos of your legs. I, I did, I did a couple of Instagram stories about these shoes that Nike gave me, which is so generous of them. Yeah. These new spikes, and my legs are in that photo, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Oh, so Laura, Laura had no interest in the runners. Obviously, she was just very interested in your legs. No, I just thought mm. they look like an elite. Because we were, we did the podcast, and you were kind of joking, like, "Oh, I'm not really good at sport. Like, I'm, I'm kind of fast, but like, it's just a hobby." And then you posted, and I'm like. That's legs of an elite athlete. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I do run a lot. So that's, uh, yeah. But anyway, just so people know I am not sending Laura photos of my legs. Uh, that, that was a joke. Just, uh, it's important to clear that up. Oh, goodness. Oh, okay. If you've ever hung out with Laura and I in the morning, you'll know that we love a good latte. And this week's sponsor is taking their latte game to the next level. They sure have, Steffi. T2 has just launched its powdered tea super lattes in Australia, New Zealand and Singapore. No matter what milk you drink, these super fine powders mix easily in seconds for a tasty, creamy cuppa. T2 super lattes are easy to prepare, downright good for you and full-on delicious. My favourite is the strawberry sleep, brewed with a relaxing chamomile, lavender and lemon balm. And I am loving the happy chai with finely ground chai spices, cacao and just a touch of black tea. T2 knows how much tea lovers, like us, love to bring the cafe vibes into our kitchen. And the super lattes do exactly that. Available in store and online at t2t.com.au. Let's move on, Hugh, to our kick day nap. So every week our community member sends us in emails about some questions that they want some advice on. And so we thought you could give some great advice. So this week... We have got one. 
Every time I see posts on social media I, or hear about old friends' lives who aren't in my life anymore, except for social media, I always end up comparing myself to them, even though I know that I shouldn't and end up down, really down about where I'm at in my life. I know everyone is, their own journey, is on their own journey and shouldn't be compared, but it happens every single time. How can I stop this? Wow. <laughs> who wrote that question? We keep them anonymous. Oh, okay. Uh, whoever wrote that question, it's a wonderful question. So the phenomenon is compare and despair. And I don't know too many people who don't suffer from it if you're on social media. I, I think it is a mm. very common, um, even people who are extremely, extremely successful in their own right will still see something and think, ah, oh, but if I had it, it's, it's called, it relates to the if and then model of happiness, which is I might have spoken about last time, I can't remember, where we say, if I buy this car, then I feel happy. Or if I get this many followers on social media, then I feel happy. Or if I get this job, then I feel happy. They're external factors that, that um, they might make you happy for a little bit. But in the long run, they actually don't bring you joy. Because once you get the new car, six months later, you see a better car. And you think, oh, actually, I, need to, I, I think I need to have that car. And then I'll feel happy. So um, comparing despair, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? The, we kind of put these... I mean, social media is really about, and it kind of makes sense, like while it, instinctively you're not going to put up a bad photo of yourself looking miserable, doing something which you don't really enjoy. You, you, it's a highlights reel and you put up the best. We all know this. this is, I'm not saying anything new here. But what it leads to is other people sitting on the other end of, of the device just going, my life's not that good. And why isn't my life that good? Why am I not doing that? It happens to all of us. I've spoken to people who are the absolute top of their game, whether it's in sport or, or in, in comedy or TV, and they can't help but see someone else and think, if my life was like that, then I'd, I'd feel a bit better. And the funny thing is, it's even th- like people's really good news. Like, I, I think it's the fact that it's consumed over a device, right? So if someone told you to their face, look, I'm just letting you know, can we catch up for coffee? I just got some good news for you. I've just been promoted. This job I've wanted for a long time, I've just been promoted. I can't believe I this job. If they told you it in person, I think you'd, most people would be like, oh, I'm so happy for you. That is so, and you'd mean that. You, you would genuinely feel that because I've, and they wanted to share it with you. But when we do it over social media, it has a different impact. We kind of get a bit jealous or we get a bit like, we just go, oh, well, well done to you. And I think it's a bit like, I feel like social media is a little bit like, well, in fact, no, let, let me do it this way. So we all have psychological needs. Uh, we have physical needs. So food, water, shelter. If I took those away from you, you wouldn't live too long. We have psychological needs as well. We have a psychological need to feel loved. We have a psychological feel, a need to feel validated. And we have a psychological need for status as well. Now, you look at social media. It's no coincidence that it's been created to make us feel like we can get those psychological needs met. You want to feel loved? Put up a photo of yourself on social media. People have to actually press a love heart button to let you know they like it. So you feel like you're getting love. You want, to, you want status? There is literally a status update option in um, Facebook. Stories in Instagram is kind of like a status thing of what's, where, where, what's your status right now. Um, and validation, here's the one that I think a lot of us are falling over with. We, we have a psychological need for validation. So it's not a bad thing to want to get validated, but we're turning to social media to do that. So we're kind of, we've all kind of turned into show-offs a little bit. And not, I'm not having a go to anyone, particularly all of us. We're all telling everyone how well we're doing because we need to feel like we're, we're being validated. Here's the thing though, social media is not real life. It's a parody of real life. So you can't actually get your, uh, your psychological needs met on, online. You can't. Uh, you want to be validated. You need to go and do something 
that is is quite difficult, something you're good at. Um, it could be um, – when I see these kids down – I go down the Great Ocean Road over summer and I see these kids doing surf lifesaving. These are like teenagers out in the surf for like three hours in the morning and I was chatting to a dad once and I said, oh um, – I said, so do you spend every morning down here? And he said, yeah, and do you know what the best thing about it is? He said, I've noticed my daughters, two of them, he said, they don't go on social media that afternoon. They just, he said, they don't need to. I think they just feel so validated and so loved and so belonging and, and this is their... And I, I think about that a lot when I think about social media. I, th- I think the more we're doing things that we feel validated for just by being good at something, by achieving, by being with a group of people, the less we feel the need to go and get validation. I see it a lot in elite sport, right? And this is not having a go at any elite sports people whatsoever because it's not their fault. It's a psychological thing. But when they retire from, from their sport, you see them become quite prolific on social media because they're so used to being told how amazing they are. They're so used to being getting validation everywhere. They go every weekend, they play, and then it stops. It's just completely cut off. Mm-hmm. And so they go, oh, they, they miss that validation, which is a psychological need. So they'll turn to social media and they'll try and get photos up there to try and get validated again, which is totally understandable. I think all of us, what we're, what, what we're riling against, and this is to come back to the person's question, is we see the other person trying to get validated and we don't really like it. We're like, stop showing off. You're showing off. But if they, but if they told you in person... Um, I, so, so, so my answer to the question is, I don't know what we do about it other than just understand mm-hmm. that, that that's what's happening. That person, mm. they're, they're not a show off. They're not trying to say I'm better than you. They're trying mm. to get their basic psychological need met of being validated. That's all they're trying to do. And we all do it. And mm-hmm. so I think understanding where that person's coming from, a bit of empathy towards don't, don't, um, don't compare yourself to them. Think, okay, I understand that person might be feeling like they need a bit of validation. That's why they put up that photo of them mm. achieving that or whatever it is. I don't know if that helps that person. Mm-hmm. I hope it does. Oh, my God. I think she's so lucky to have had you answer that question because I don't think Laura and I could have put it quite perfectly as that. That was oh, amazing. I don't even know what to add to it. It was um, – I was, like, listening and being like, yeah, I really need to take some of this advice. <laughs> same. <laughs> well, same. 100% same. Yeah, well, that's – I mean, that, but that's so often you can – I mean, it's, I mean, I go through this all the time. I look at people and go, and I and I get a bit funny about what they're posting, or you know, especially other people who do similar work to me. Um, other people have written books. I feel like I see people reposting other people's comments on their book, and I never do that because I just feel like I don't need to do. That. Why would you do? And so when someone else does it, I go, Why are you doing that? Like, why do you need, why do you need to tell everyone that someone tagged you in a post saying they like your book? It's just like, just calm down. You don't need to do that. But then I, so I get a bit of that. I'm like, I get a bit angry about it. But then I think, no, no, like they have this very basic psychological need for validation. And this is a great way of doing it. So I, I understand that. I totally get that. And it's, it's when you think about, put yourself in their shoes. Um, that's a great lesson for life, really, I think. <laughs> hmm. And it's funny what you said about how you can't actually get those needs met via social media because I think back to last year and mentally for me last year like confidence wise and Seven I was working a lot about this on the podcast was just like the lowest up I've ever been in my whole life but um yeah but this it's funny on social media you wouldn't have known that obviously um and also we had a lot of wins work-wise last year and so someone looking from the outside would have would never have known but also from how I felt even though we got a lot of validation via social media that did not at all help how low I was feeling Mm. and and I think you're so right we think that it 
And I think last year really made me realise that, that social media does not fill mm. a void. It, it doesn't mm. make up for all of those things. You still have to mm. deal with them. Totally. But I think we think that that validation is going to make us feel good, but it, it definitely, you're right, it's not, it's not real life. Yeah, totally, totally. I, um, yeah, I have so many examples of where I've experienced this really recently. Like A bit like you, I think, Laura, like I've... I would say I've found the last few months quite difficult and um, mm. I did a post on something, I can't remember what it was, and it had so many comments, beautiful, amazing comments. I think it was one of the shows I did in Hobart and it was such, a, such an amazing night and I, I put the post up on Instagram um, and all these beautiful comments coming. I'm reading them, oh, that's really nice, it's really nice, DMs, that's really great. And then the next night I did a show in Launceston and a guy came up to me um, after the show, I was chatting to people in the audience afterwards and he came up to me and he said to me, um, I said, oh, you really remind me of he said it felt like I watched a young Billy Connolly. So Billy Connolly was my hero growing up as like a comedian. Um, I'm not saying – he wasn't saying I was as funny as him. I think my style reminded me of him. Um, mm. That face-to-face compliment that he gave me, this guy mm. in his late 50s, whatever he was, it did more to me emotionally and mentally than a thousand posts could have done because that's what counts, the face-to-face validation and the human connection – we don't get it staring into a screen. We just don't get it. As, as I mean, I can't even imagine what it's like to be at your level, the two of you. Like, you have so many followers and you've got such a loyal following and, and so you should because you put such great content out there. But I, I've only, I've compared to you guys, I think I've got 60,000 something. Like, that's nothing compared to you guys. And I still find myself posting stuff, reading all the lovely comments and like, oh, it's really great, it's really great. But then I never put my phone down and go, oh, that feels great. I feel so validated. Don't need to do that for a while. Like it doesn't, it never, it never um, scratches the itch. Is that a saying? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but I, so I can't imagine what it's like for you guys with like your hundreds and thousands and millions and millions of followers. For Steph, millions. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's just <laughs> insane. Um, mm-hmm. But so, so, yeah, I mean, you must understand this better than anyone. But yeah, the, a guy saying to me that, I mean, the reason I, I got into doing talks really was as a kid, when my sister was really sick with anorexia, like really sick, as a family, we'd watch Billy Connolly on these videos. Like we had videos of him, we'd watch him. And sometimes I'd watch Billy, but other times I'd watch my mum and dad and I'd just watch what he was doing to them. I was like, mum and dad are in so much pain right now because of my sister's mental illness. And I've, I haven't seen this, I've never seen him laugh this much before. And so he became my hero through, I was like storytelling, like funny stories. It's just the best way to communicate. So all those years later, like literally 30 years later, to have a man come up to me in Launceston and say, you remind me of Billy Connolly, there was validation face-to-face. I didn't ask for it. I didn't, I didn't put something out there and go, hey, anyone, um, could someone tell me who I remind you of? Who do I remind you of? Like, I didn't do that. Just someone came up to me and face-to-face told me. And we do that a bit with Instagram. We kind of like go, hey, everyone, here's a photo of me. What do you reckon? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. yeah. So I'll probably yeah. labor the point a bit. But face-to-face validation is, is everything. Mm. Yeah, and I think, but I think that's still adding to the point, like, obviously, you know, her question around, um, she always finds herself comparing herself to these people who aren't even in her life anymore. Um, It kind of ties back to even what you were saying before. If if you're finding that you're constantly having these negative feelings or emotions around these certain people that aren't actually in your life anymore, and you just can't shake it, there is nothing wrong with unfollowing them on social media or taking some time off social media as well. Um, And then I think also just reminding yourself um, of how much like you have done or how you have around you or like that you should be proud of. And, and maybe it, it, it does mean that they need to kind of tune into those people around them, like their friends and family who are maybe telling them 
like daily nice things, but they're just, they're so consumed in what's on social mm. media and comparing themselves in those sort of things that they're not really taking those kind of compliments in and absorbing them like you did with that, with that guy. Yeah. I heard a pediatrician the other day say to me, cause I'm always saying to parents, get your kids off their phones. And he said to me, no, I don't think it's so much phones are evil. He said, I think mm. it's more like, just think what you're missing out on. If you're going to spend two hours in front of the screen, yeah. what, what could you be doing that two hours? Well, that two hours could be where you get your validation and your love from. Um, yeah, so yeah, just, just yeah. to back that point up, Steph, absolutely. And speaking of validation and, I mean, happiness and, and getting through this time, so we asked our community lots of questions to you, well, questions, and a lot of them came back. One of them was, can you do another book, which I'm glad that you have. Yes, it'll be out for Christmas. <laughs> Already confirmed. Out for Christmas, I hope. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. fantastic. Um, most, actually, I have to say, most of the, speaking of validation in my question box, most of them said, I love Hugh. And I was like, that's nice, but um, what shall I ask What do you him? want to know? <laughs> what Is that do you want a question? To know? I, I love, love Hugh. So there's, lots of, <laughs> there's lots of love here for you. But we wanted to start with, I think, something we're all struggling with and that is motivation in lockdown and mm. kind of that feeling of waking up every day and just feeling like blur. Yeah. It's very real, isn't it? Like, gosh. Yeah. Do you know my entire life I've sort of been saying to myself, I reckon, I've been, I reckon I was born at the right time. Like I was born in the 80s, got to experience life in the 80s as a kid and the 90s were amazing and I loved it. And then like 2000s, life's so good. We've got all these mod cons and things making our lives so comfortable. And now... We're having really great conversations around Black Lives Matter and gay marriage and all these great things are happening. And I'm like, mm. I think I was born at the right time. Mm. And all of a sudden, I don't feel that anymore. I'm like, oh, my mm. God. As soon as 2020 happened, I was like, I don't... Oh, I thought, ah, oh, this will be gone in a little bit and we'll, we'll look back on it. And now, like, talk about being addicted to stuff. I listened to the Corona cast or the podcast and... Dr. Norman Swan, who I'm a little bit obsessed with, but um, hearing him talk about it, I'm like, there's a, there's a long way to go with this thing. Like, and, and that's mm. the, you know what, we, what we've really found out is as human beings, we don't do uncertainty very well and we don't do discomfort very well. And that's fine. Mm. I'm not having a go at us. Like that, that's totally fine, of course. Like, <laughs> You're not having a go at the human race. <laughs> yeah. I, don't want, I, I, I never want people ever to He's think... like, if you could just do better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I feel like I think the first thing to say is that if, if you're really battling right now and you do wake up and have this thing of like, oh, my God, because you, know, you do have a few seconds and you wake up, don't you reckon, where you go, what is going mm. on? What year is it? What day is it? I don't know what's happening. Mm. And then it's sort of like it, maybe five seconds and you go, oh, shit, coronavirus. <laughs> and you just remember and you go, oh, shit, lockdown. If you are, I think the first thing to say is if you are really struggling, uh, what I would say is, that is a totally normal, a totally normal mm. way to feel right now. It's a sign that you are a well-adjusted individual because as someone wise, uh, who was it, Christian Marty, I think he's an Indian philosopher, said it is no sign of good health to be well-adjusted to a sick society. Um, and mm. this, is not, this, is a, this is a sick society right now. So if you're flying right now, life's great and, like, what's everyone's problem? <laughs> I would question, I mean, if you are going well, I'm very happy for you. That, that's awesome. But I think what, the more the point I'm trying to make is if you are really battling right now, gosh, you're very normal. It's a normal response. Yeah. Yeah. What was the question? I can't remember what the question was. Just some uh, yeah, motivation yeah, okay. in this so time. I would say, and I'm going to go back to what I did last year that was just so 
helpful to me because there was a point over summer, right, when we had no cases in Melbourne for a couple of months and I think there was a couple of months where we had no cases in Australia at all. And I remember going, oh, we've beaten this thing. How good is this? I just feel so great. We've worked so hard. We've, we've, we've done it as a country. I'm so happy. And then I was at a point where I looked back, I was like, actually, do you know what? If it wasn't for COVID, and there's all these things I was thinking in my head of like, if it wasn't for COVID, this wouldn't have happened. Um, so I, I, what I'd be saying to people right now for motivation is just try and work out a couple of things in your life that when we get through this, which we will again, you know, spring, summer, the weather will get better um, and, we'll, and we'll start to come out of this again. Um, and it might look a little bit different with Delta and New South Wales and what happens there, but but it's not always, we, we are going to bring the cases down and, and we'll get some, some freedoms back. When you get to that stage this summer, have something that you look back on this winter and you say, well, if it wasn't for lockdown or if it wasn't for COVID in this year, I wouldn't have done that. And I'm not talking about, I mean, it could be something like learning how to knit, I don't know, whatever you want, but... For me, if it wasn't for COVID in 2020, I wouldn't have seen a psychologist. And I've been a happy person my entire life. I've been very lucky, unbelievably lucky with my mental health, right? But I've had struggles like everyone. But mm. because I never had a mental illness, it's like, well, I don't need to see a psychologist, which is ironic because I've been running around Australia for the last 10 years saying to everyone, go and see a psychologist. Everyone should do it. And I didn't do it, right? <laughs> I just didn't do it. But I went and saw one last year. Uh, and oh my gosh, like the stuff that we work through and continuing to work through that I just, like, I can't even get my head around, like the thought that I maybe would have never have had those conversations and brought up stuff around things that I felt mm. shame about and issues that stem from my sister's mental illness that had a big impact on me for the rest of my life. Like, for example, I've always felt enormous pressure to be okay. Like I have to be okay because my mum and dad are dealing with my sister. So I can't cause more mm. problems around the house. So I'm always fine. And even when I wasn't okay, I just pretended even more that I was fine. And that's caused, that's been my undoing at many points in my life. And last year, like, everyone started turning to me to say, so what do we do to stay happy and resilient? And you happened. I was like, yeah, I'm great. Everything's awesome. I'm the happy guy. Of course I'm good. Mm. And I felt this pressure of like, oh, shit. Like, am I allowed to not be okay? Because everyone's asking me what to do. Can I not be okay? And, and seeing mm. a psychologist and talking that through was like the greatest, one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. And if it wasn't for COVID... Mm. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done that. Um, Silver lining. Yeah, it's. I, I guess it is a bit like that, but it's just like embark on something that um, mm. that you'll look back on and go, well, "I did it because of COVID, and, and it's so good that I did." And it might be something a bit smaller mm. for you, like cooking sourdough, learning to cook sourdough bread. I don't know, but it could be something more significant, like going to see a psychologist. I have, and this is again. I'm sorry to bring it back to my legs, but I'm going to. I. <laughs> I have had this thing called um, uh, uh, tend- uh, so high hamstring tendinopathy, this like tendinitis pain in the top of my hamstring, basically where my hamstring attaches to my ass. And it's been so painful for, for so long, a couple of years. And I know what I have to do to get better, but it's like half an hour every single night for like 100 days. Mm. And last year when I realised lockdown was lasting for a long time, I was like, right, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to drink wine and watch television on the couch. After the kids go to bed, I'm going to the front room I'm going to do my hamstring exercises every night for 100 days. And I played very nice, like, yoga music. I drank green tea and I wore, like, Nike running tights. That's not an advertisement. I'm just trying to paint a picture for people. And, like, and my, I just had my, my favourite, like, athletic gear. And I did it every single night. I had a lamp, not, like, 
It just created this nice... And, I, and, I, and my hamstring issues are gone now. They're totally gone. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. COVID... I, I don't know if you guys can... Well, you can see this. Your listeners won't be able to see this, but... Are we going to get no, no. C-legs <laughs> I'm not taking my pants off. Hang on. <laughs> see this chair. See this chair I've got here. People won't be able to see this from home. And I'm holding up a chair. It's like... Oh, yes. What are they called? Um, orthopedic chair, or like the posture yep. chairs. It's, if, if you're trying to think what they are, think the castle, the movie The Castle, when Dale Kerrigan orders yep. them off the trading post yep. and they're sitting around and Mrs. <laughs> Kerrigan paints yep. them. I, like, my hamstrings mm-hmm. are so bad, I couldn't sit in a chair. I had to kneel on this thing. And I still do it now just because I haven't bought another chair for this room. But um, that's how bad <laughs> they were. But they're better now, and it's because of the things I did in COVID. So I'm not saying mm. do hamstring exercises. I'm saying have a think about something <laughs> that you could maybe put a bit of time to. Um, so I, I think that's one of the really big things we should be doing right now. I said before, get off the news. Um, I think you only need to be on the news for five minutes every day. If you want to know how many cases there yeah. are, I, I think it's unhealthy to switch off completely, but I think five minutes is enough at the moment. It's just yeah, too agreed. It's too depressing. Agreed. Five minutes is enough. Um, what else? I had something else here I wanted to say. Um, oh, yeah. When you're in lockdown you probably only get to have two or three conversations with people every day, I reckon. Maybe a couple more than that. Mm. Um, there's there's a place in Sackville Street in Collingwood near my studio here called... Uh, it's called... I don't know how to say it. I think it's called A Coffee or A Coffee or... It's spelt. It's one word, but it's A and then coffee. And I never know how to pronounce it. But anyway, it's very <laughs> confusing. I was, I was meeting a guy the other day for a, for a coffee and he said, oh, where do you want to meet? And I said, a coffee... And he said, yep, no worries, mate, sounds good. Where do you want to meet? And I said, I said a coffee. And he goes, yeah, I'm totally on board the coffee idea. Where? <laughs> anyway, so at that place where I get my coffees every morning, there are two different baristas. One of them is the friendliest. Like, she's, they're both really friendly, but one of them is so positive. Her name's June. She's so positive. She always smiles, tells me happy stories about, oh, this lovely person came in to get their coffee. And then, oh, I spoke to my mum the other day. It was really great. And then, oh, this guy came in and he was... And the other barista, um, I won't say his name, but he's just so negative. Like he's just, and I totally understandable. But he's like, oh, so bad. No one ever comes anymore. It's so quiet here. It's so depressing. I read this about the Delta variant. I've heard about this restriction. And, and I noticed that often, quite, quite often, my mood was dictated by who I got my coffee from for the next few hours. Mm. So my mm-hmm. message is, is very simple. Be selective with who you're spending your time chatting to at the moment. If it's someone who is positive, has an optimistic view and a hopeful view, I think for now it's better to, to prioritise them as people you have your conversations with. I've got a friend called Al. Whenever I call him, mm-hmm. he always says, I want to say, how are you going? He goes, never better. That's always his like, and, and, I, and I believe him. Like, I, I, I believe him. And um, I, I speak to Al a lot at the moment, like, just because he makes me feel so much better about the world. So I think as far as motivation is concerned, just have a bit of a plan about who are the people that, make you feel optimism when you know when you speak to them Mm. i love that it's great advice um and like on that on talking to people and supporting one another through this time um a lot of questions came through on you know how can you actually support your loved ones or your friends when you're struggling yourself and i think you know you touched on that before about your struggles last year and how everyone was coming to you as such a inspiration in this kind of space um how does people at home support their loved ones if them themselves are struggling as well? Yeah, so this is, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this as a plug to our podcast, but the last episode I did of our Vulnerability House where we answer a vulnerable question, the question was, what are you struggling with right now? And I went, mm. oh, gosh, 
and I had this I, I paused for like five seconds I was like how honest do I go here because I could easily say I'm struggling with the fact that I can't get out and exercise as much or I could say I'm struggling with the fact that the kids aren't sleeping but I was like no no I'm just going to really open here and I just said I'm just struggling like I'm struggling full stop I am and I talked about how hard I'm finding life as a parent I'm talking about how it's a huge strain on my relationship with my beautiful wife Penny um and I put it out there and I it and I was like oh my gosh you guys would know this feeling when you say something a bit vulnerable and then you put it out to the world as a podcast you sit there going who's listening how many people listen what do they think and then Mm. I couldn't believe the responses I was getting from people. This lady drove past me. I was outside Baker's Delight in Kew, and this lady drove past me. You know, no, I used to work there. For like you're four kidding years. me. What that actual one <laughs> in Kew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> hang on, hang on. The Sorry. one that like the one that faces near Leo's and. Yeah, yeah. That is a great Baker's Delight, Steph. You've clearly <laughs> left your mark there. <laughs> What's amazing? Well, you, well, well, Sorry. Steph, you can imagine this very easily then. So I get my yeah. cheesy Vegemite scroll and my um, barbecue bonanza and I'm walking out and the episode had gone out that morning and this lady drove past in her Volvo. She winds down the window and she pointed at me and she said, that, is the, she said, that was the final piece of the puzzle with you. She said, knowing that you're human like the rest of us was everything I've ever needed to know from you and I... And she got, I couldn't tell if she was getting nervous or emotional, but she said, I needed to hear that so badly. And I feel so much more comfortable taking advice from you now, knowing that you struggle just like I do. And I had a lot of messages like That's that, beautiful. but to have, and then she just she got nervous and she just drove off and nearly ran over my foot. <laughs> How far away from you was she? Like, are we talking, was well, she yelling or was it like, like, she was, uh, she yelled out to <laughs> me as I was crossing the road. So I had to slow down to let her pass. And she, I saw her do like a big yes. double take and then, and then she, yeah, and then and then she, was, we, we were quite close by the end. We're, obviously, that sounds like okay, we're intimate. Okay. We we're like, we we're like, we we're, we're about a meter away from each other. Uh, she was. All, Did you send her a photo of your leg? <laughs> Not that intimate, <laughs> obviously. As she was leaving, I said, "Did you want to see my legs? I don't know if that's a no. We, we just no. That's and, beautiful. That's and so really I nice. think the message there to the person who asked that question was that I think it, I think it, it just connects you. And like when I finished that episode. Um, we it was a bit of an awkward moment. We turned the mics off with Josh and Ryan, like two of my best friends, my brother and one of my best mates, Ryan. And like Ryan said, I, he said, it's so funny. I, I think we're very close, but I feel so much closer to you now. You just told me that. I don't think you need to often give people advice. When someone's struggling, mm. they don't want advice and they, and they don't want someone to say, be like me, do what I do and you're going to feel good. What they want the first thing I want is to feel validated. Like we spoke about it before. Mm. Like my son, it, mm. it happens to kids. Like my, my son this morning, he said to me, he was, we went downstairs and he went, 6.30, he goes, I don't want to go to kinder this morning. And he smashed the chair and he was so angry. And my first thing was to try and fix the problem and say, it's okay, it's a short day. You finish at one o'clock today. And when I pick you up, we'll go and do this. And I was like, no, no, just validate him. And I got down like on my knees in front of him and I said, oh, I know exactly what that feels like. When I was little, I didn't want to go to kinder and sometimes I didn't want to go to school. And even now, like as an adult, sometimes I go, oh, I don't want to go to work. And he was totally mm-hmm. fine. He was, mm-hmm. honestly, he was totally fine after that. Now that doesn't work all, all the time, mm-hmm. but if I tried to fix the problem, it would, I know it would have made him more angry. We validate the way people are yeah. feeling. If someone comes to you and says, I'm struggling, you can say, God, me too. Uh-huh. I understand why you feel like that. And that, oh. and that, and that is all they need. 
I can relate to that so much. I mean, at the moment I'm going through it as a new mum and I feel like, you know, everyone has their two cents and, you know, advice that they want to give you. But sometimes when I share that I might have had a rough night or that, you know, Harvey's woken a million times in the night, the reason I'm sharing it so much is because a lot of the response is similar, you know, to that woman. Like it's just, you know, I'm sitting here doing the exact same thing. It's nice to know I'm not alone. And often when I'm feeling really frustrated or tired um, and I get a message at the wrong time and it's, you know, some advice as to how I can get him to sleep or something. It's like, I don't want to hear that right now. I just need to know that there's other people in the world with their light on at 4am totally. like, beating their baby. Totally. Um, so I completely... Yeah, totally. We, um, we tried to find a, try to find a child psych for our son and I chatted to a couple and I just didn't quite click. And then I called my cousin who's a child psych and I said, I know you can't treat us, but I just want to chat to you. And I told him what we're going through. And he said, um, he goes, okay, just before you go any further, that must be so hard. You, I, I really feel for you guys. That must be so hard. I cried instantly, like instant tears. That's just what I wanted to hear. I just wanted to someone to validate mm. that what I was going through was hard. And I couldn't believe how much of a difference that made. So again, I've given you a really long answer here, girls, but I, I think... To the person who asked that question, how do you help someone when you're struggling? They don't need to know that you're on fire. They just they just need to know mm. that you understand what they're going through. Mm. It's perfect. I love that. And I think I think social media has completely when I think of that, it's complete and I Steph, I'm sure you would have got messages like this when you've shared that. How can you complain? You're you know, you live this type of life. And I think social media has almost disabled people wanting and maybe it is translating into our real life I'm not sure but you almost don't want to talk about when you're struggling because you feel Mm. like you're complaining Mm. and that you're asking like you're victimizing yourself almost like you're wanting attention but Mm. you're not doing it for that you're doing it so someone can say me too like just as that woman Mm. said to you Mm. Hugh um, and, and if you held back on sharing how you were really feeling because you know you had to be the positive one and um and you didn't want to complain and and make other people hear about what you're going through you would never have helped them. Mm. And I think social media is really, it's, it's hard to do that now. Yeah. And just, and, and on that, Steph, like I just, on the topic of validating, like I, I strongly believe that being a mum for the first time is probably the hardest thing you'll ever go through. Like I think, I think back to Penny, <laughs> or both of us, but particularly Penny, when you are so tied to this person so constantly and you don't get to go, like... You get to go out for a walk, but you've got to take them with you. They need to be there with you. It is the hardest thing you'll ever do. And and people don't get it because you are up every couple of hours in the middle of the night, in the middle of a lockdown, in a cold, dark <laughs> Melbourne winter, and you feel so unbelievably alone in that time. Like you just feel... And I would often think, you know, am I the only one, like... <laughs> it's so... <laughs> It's so hard to talk about still. And we, that was four and a bit years ago for us. But I remember feeling incredibly alone. I know Penny felt very alone in that. And, um, yeah, I just want to say to you that, that what you're going through right now, everything you're feeling is is so normal. And, and gosh, you're doing an amazing job. You really are. <laughs> are you trying to make me cry? No, I'm not. No, sorry. That wasn't that wasn't what I was doing at all. But I, I – sorry. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Don't apologise. Um, no, but it's – um. It's exactly what you said. As soon as someone validates it, it's like you're just like, oh. Yeah. But don't you reckon but when you go to social media, you'll see photos of other mums just like killing it. And you're like, well, that, what? <laughs> How are they doing that? Like, I can't do that. What's the, so, yeah, it's, um, yeah. 
just doing some validating here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's my answer to that question. Validate. Validate. Amazing. <laughs> no, I think I think it's it's really important. And yeah, we we shouldn't let social media. You know, some the one in a hundred people make us not not do that because it does it does help people for sure. And and you you find things like you're sitting down, you realise you're sitting down on the little towel you use to um to wipe your all the milk away. I know. I just. <laughs> This is his, yeah, this is his. Yep, I know. His burping rag. Yep, I just, it was just great timing to pull that out from under you there. Oh, and Hugh, we've literally got a thousand questions for you, but we have already gone way over time here today. I feel <laughs> like we need to, if we're going to have Hugh on the podcast again, first of all, the next time we need to do it in person. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because yeah. I feel like, also, I apologise, we only come to you in lockdown and I feel like it's validating <laughs> what you just said before, that people just expect you to show up when we're going through hardship. So I apologise. <laughs> you just keep me at arm's length. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> But next time we'll, we'll make sure we, we literally need two hours, I think. Um, yeah. But Love to. Love I to. think we'll, we'll leave it there because we've, we've taken up more time, double the time we promised. That's totally fine. That's um, been and, a pleasure. And yeah, we appreciate it so, so much. Hi, it's a, it's a pleasure, girls. I, I, um, yeah, as I said, I loved the last chat and then even, even more so enjoyed our messages for the next few days afterwards, <laughs> sending photos of <laughs> Karen Clement and Legs and... But, um, yeah, I look forward to chatting again and soon. And, and um, yeah, I hope you both um, stay safe and, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully be out of this soon. Oh, thank you, Hugh. Well, we'll pop your podcast details and all of your details in our show notes so that everyone can come and check you out. Um, and I'm just going to sign off for us as well because we've got to go. But if you want to find anything more about Keeper Cleaner, head to www.keepercleaner.com.au. You can find us on Instagram at Keeper Cleaner, at Steph Glassmith, at Laura Henshaw. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks again, Hugh.